feel stuck, tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there, and it's time to come out of hiding. God wants to meet you in the middle of your big, hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes, and I'm on mission to help real women just like you get unstuck and meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments. Find me on Instagram at Kimberly K. Stokes or my business website, connectcoach.co. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. Welcome to the Imagine More podcast. Hello, my beautiful friend. Wow, I'm so glad you joined me for today's show. Get over it. This episode will address an issue we all deal with, which is how to respond when we're offended and angry with our spouse or a family member, whether that be a child, parent, sibling, or even a close friend. So when we're angry, wouldn't it be nice if we just had a get over it switch that we could push and then poof, suddenly we're all better over it and we can move on. It's done. Wouldn't that be great? Because family issues can be super messy at times. But I'm so thankful that God is masterful with all of our super messy moments. If only we'll invite him close. If we'll invite him near in the middle of our struggle. Sadly, I don't have a magic get over it button that we can push. But in today's show, we will dissect some strategies on how to practically get over it. When you're angry, when you're super frustrated or extremely irritated with your spouse or someone close to you, we can learn how to quickly get over it. So there's no need to punish your spouse with the silent treatment or make a huge issue out of something or ruminate on an offense. So in the couples that I coach and clients I work with one-on-one, There are usually two camps that I tend to see. So it's odd because some of us may over-process and want to just like beat a dead horse, process, process, and over-process issues. And maybe we do that until our spouse is like wanting to pull their hair out. Those are the over-processors. Then there are those who under-process issues. Those who have the tendency to let go of, just let everything go and avoid conflict and confrontation at any cost. But we need balance in life because you don't have to talk about process or deal with every issue or frustration you have with your spouse. So really want to say that to the overprocessors. so I'm going to say it again. We don't have to talk about process or deal with every issue or frustration we have with our spouse. Sometimes we just need to get over it, forgive, bless, and move on. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. However, I do want to say, don't get me wrong. Other times, we need balance and we need to be able to courageously deal with the issues at hand. Head on. Not neglect them, not gloss over them, just because it's uncomfortable. So in this episode today, I have some super fresh material for you, baby. Because I was so angry with my husband over the weekend. I'm going to give you a real-life example of what happened in our marriage this weekend because I think it will help break down and expose this process of maybe some specific how-tos, how to get over it and move on when you're really upset about something that maybe isn't that huge of a deal, 
even though it may feel huge in the moment. So here's what happened in our marriage this weekend. We were cleaning out our garage and can I just hear a big oof? I don't know about you, but that is a task that we put off and put off and put off until it's like we can't put it off any longer. It looks so terrible out there. So our garage was a complete mess because we moved into this house almost a year ago and so it was just it was nasty we were doing a hard clean getting rid of tons of stuff moving things around getting it organized the garage was looking really good we'd had a successful day out there working together and then i suggested we take down there's this ugly ugly it's kind of like a coat hanger type thing i guess the people that lived here before us their kids would maybe hang their coats out there i don't know i can't imagine hanging my coat in the garage Sounds gross, but anyway, it really bothers me. And so I had the idea of taking this coat hanger thing down and purchasing like an organizer to hang there for like our rakes and outdoor brooms and just other garages type items that could hang, right? So I didn't mean that we had to do it right at that moment. I was just suggesting and kind of brainstorming something to better help organize the garage and just to get rid of that ugly coat hanger because I hate it. But my husband didn't want to do that. And he said, the coat rack and hold this stuff just fine. He got a little testy with me. And it honestly, as I'm processing it with you right now, it doesn't even sound like much of an issue. Like, move on, so what? Well, you know, in life and relationships, sometimes things that on paper don't sound like they should be a big deal feel like a big deal. Well, to me, I got fuming mad. I just want to be totally honest about this. But it wasn't just about this one issue. It was about a greater issue at at large. And so the greater issue was so often my husband, it's just not his thing. He doesn't like to put time, effort, or energy into home projects. And I know that. I know that's how he is. And I've gotten used to it. But for some reason, it just went all over me the day we were in the garage. So I was super To say I was super irritated with him really is like a very much an understatement. And so it just sounds super silly, but I was really, really extremely angry at his unwillingness to put any effort or even be willing to do that like later on, a month or two down the road or whatever. And it was a project that I don't know how to tackle on my own, like getting this coat rack down. It would take the drill and some different things, probably hanging up what we were going to do. So it was just like, if he's not in, then this project isn't going to happen. So I was mad. I was really mad. But the beautiful thing that really prompted me to share this whole episode on Get Over It was I went from super angry with my husband to processing it in my own heart, mind, and with the Lord to forgiving, moving on, getting over it, and then probably within the course of less than two hours, having a lovely dinner date with my husband and just having super enjoyable evening together. So in the process of that, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours, I mean... I was completely normal. And so there was, I was thinking about this extreme shift that took place in my heart, my emotions, and just the beauty, the beauty of bouncing back relationally after feeling so angry like an hour ago. And so I brought it up when we were on our date that night 
because this incident helped me to realize that as a couple and as a family, we've developed a habit without even realizing it that I would guess I would just call getting over it and moving on when there are issues or when there are offenses. So ultimately, Shannon and I talked about it and we just discussed really this process. It's about loads of grace and forgiveness. But I felt from the Lord that this should be addressed on the podcast because so many people that I coach and work with don't know how to do this. And in fact, as Shannon and I talked about it, I have never broken it down. I've never given specific language to it before. So Shannon and I talked about it that night at dinner. And I want to break it down step by step. Not because my process is perfect or the only way to do it. Simply because what I did worked. And it's been working for over 20 years in our marriage. When we deal with issues, disagreements, tensions, etc. And we don't really get into fights. For me and my husband and even our kids, I was just thinking like this is a way we live out the kingdom of God when we're angry or crossways with each other. Learning to get over it quickly, it's a relational skill that we all need in our tool belt of dealing with anger and conflict in families. I do want to say that not every issue is a get over it issue, right? What I'm sharing today is going to be an issue that's like you need to deal with this on your own, maybe apart from your spouse, and just get over it, not making a mountain out of a molehill. But it's important that we learn in our relational toolbox to not only get over it, but also how to deal with our anger and to have those difficult convos when those need to happen. We need authentic, intimate conversations about what's happening in the relationship. So there are always things that we need to and must deal with, or they're going to continue to deal with us. So I don't want you to listen to this and think every conflict is a get over it type of situation. I mean, that is just completely silly, right? A healthy marriage and family require connection, vulnerability, dealing with issues head on, and not stuffing. So please, 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 please hear my heart. What we're discussing today is for when you need to get over it and not let a little conflict ruin your day or cause tension in your relationship or you to, you know, put up emotional walls and then punish your spouse with a silent treatment or something. So the get over it concept is not for big issues like a spouse who's constantly overspending or mismanaging money, not working or providing for the family. The get over it concept is not for emotional, verbal, or physical abuse type issues, anything like that, anything that needs to be addressed, even sexual intimacy issues, anything that's a deal that you need to address is not going to be a get over it and don't talk about it. So I just want to make that really clear that we need to work through our anger and our irritation and our frustration from little conflicts, which is what we're talking about today, little things that really mean nothing in the big picture. They may feel big in the moment, but they're really not. And as we learn to move on past these little issues so that they don't trip us up for a couple of hours or for some couples, that they can be tripped up for a couple of days by little conflicts. And that causes so much strain on the relationship if you haven't mastered the art of how to get over it and move on. Before we break it down, I do want to say 
the overall really goal in our lives as believers is that we live for and with Jesus. Our lives are His, right? And one of the beautiful things about family is that God wants to transform us into the very image of Jesus through our relationship with others, especially our spouse and children. God is our ever-present help in trouble, and He wants to help us navigate through all the ugly, all the difficult moments in marriage and family life. He wants to teach and empower us how to be angry and not sin. Exodus 34, 6 says, God is slow to anger and abounding in love. And really, you know, this verse tells us so much about the nature of God, about the heart of God. That's who he is in our relationships with our spouse and our kids and our parents and our siblings. And God wants to grow us so that we too become slow to anger and abounding in love. And it's a heart issue. It's a relational issue between me and God. It's a relational issue between you and God. And as we surrender and give him access to every part of our heart, God himself slowly and surely makes shifts, adjustments, and changes in us as we walk with him through all those messy moments. All right, so let's, let's break it down. I want to look at the hows of my recent process that I gave language to, how to get over it, how I got over it the other day when I was steaming mad. So by breaking it down and giving it language, the first thing I realized was I didn't stuff or deny my anger. I dealt with it head on. I dealt with it honestly. I felt some real ugly on the inside. And I didn't want to say ugly things to Shannon. I didn't want to tear him down. So I knew I needed to step away. I needed to take a breath or time out. So I just, we were in the garage. I went inside the house. We were almost finished cleaning the garage. So I went inside and just started working on something inside, which created like a bit of physical distance. So I created some space for me to feel and deal with my emotions away from him. This is vital, even if it's just excusing yourself to go to the bathroom for a moment, to breathe deeply and center yourself in God. So recognizing you're angry, not stuffing it, but also making the space that you need. Okay, next, I had an internal rant. Now, I would probably say, if I was thinking this through logically, like I would probably say the next step would be invite God close. Honestly, I was so angry. That's usually what I do. But I was so angry the other day. I think I had my internal rant before I invited God close. So I just want to be honest and share with you kind of what my process looked like the other day. So I had this internal rant. And maybe it was a little external too. I may have been muttering to myself about my frustration and how Shannon so blah, blah, blah because I'm a verbal processor. So I may have been talking a little bit out loud, but no one was around, no one heard me. I wouldn't have wanted him to hear me because it wouldn't have been honoring or productive. If you tend to get in fights with your spouse, practice this, practice learning to take a time out, to take a little breather. You might wanna go for a walk by yourself, but doing something to create space between you and your spouse or you and your child, whomever it is that you're really <laughs> angry with, it can help interrupt kind of a cycle of fighting 
And we don't, we don't, in our marriage, we don't have a habit of fighting, but I was so angry. I knew that I needed to be away from Shannon long enough for me to settle down on the inside. I took some deep breaths and that always helps to calm us down. So engaging as we do that, like as we take those deep breaths, that engages our parasympathetic nervous system and we become more relational as opposed to being kind of having our mindset in enemy mode. So create space. Center yourself. The next thing is invite God close. If you need to have an internal rant, do it. But invite God near, even as you do. Yes, we need to invite God close, even when we are really pissed. If you feel ugly on the inside, in your anger, you can still invite Him near. And He loves us when we're unlovely, when we're unlovable. And I want to tell you, learning to submit my anger to God, it has been 100% transformational in my life. And it's enabled our marriage and family to look completely different than what I experienced in my family of origin. In my family of origin, there was yelling when my parents were angry. But as we've walked close to God all these years and just given Him access, as I've given Him access to my emotions, my actions, and my attitude, my heart, I've learned how to engage Him in those messy moments. And I, that, that brings a shift to everything because he changes the equation so in the ugly moment or as soon as you're aware of it so for me the other day it was in the midst of my rant (laughs) my internal rant i surrendered to the holy spirit and i surrendered my emotions to the holy spirit there's something super powerful about yielding and telling our emotions to surrender to the holy spirit This is not stuffing them. It's just saying, come into order. I don't want to be ruled by you, anger or whatever it is. I want to be ruled and led by the Holy Spirit. So looking back at this incident in the garage, I didn't invite the Lord close until after my rant or some, you know, ways into my rant. It was an internal rant. Shannon didn't hear me. I, you know, stepped away. And I wasn't, you know, following a manual. I mean, it's just following the Holy Spirit. And as soon as you recognize you are angry, invite Him near. I surrendered all of me to all of Him. And you can surrender and yield all of you to all of Him, even when you're super mad. So surrendering to the Holy Spirit and inviting Him close, yielding your emotions to the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, I want to be ruled by you, not my anger. So that would be kind of the the next step was inviting God close, surrendering and yielding to him. So as I kind of began to process and as Shannon and I were processing, okay, what's it like, this process of quickly getting over it and moving on, we both felt like forgiveness was a huge part of the process. Colossians 3.13, it says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So, I mean, who are we? Who am I to not offer forgiveness to my husband? Think about it. Jesus forgave us completely, readily, comprehensively. Forgiveness really is the key to relational restoration and connection. Forgiveness is vital. Honestly, it's the very heart and nature of God. 
And there's this this quote by Amy Carmichael that has struck, it's just stuck with me. It's stuck with me since, I think I heard it first in college. And she said, we're never more Christ-like than when we forgive. And I think that's so true. So in this process of just like, you're facing a situation, you know it's not as big of a deal as it feels like, and you need to get over it, forgiveness is huge. I'd say the next part of the process is I kind of broke down what happened and what I was doing the other day. I think acceptance is the next one. And it was just like accepting my husband as he is and offering grace to his blind spots. So uh, it was just acceptance and grace. You know, there are irritating things about me that he just accepts and he loves me. And so I can choose to accept his irritating things. And again, I want to say, I'm not talking about accepting any sort of physical, emotional abuse. I'm not talking about accepting his alcoholism or overspending or not taking care of the family. I'm talking about just little blind spots that are irritating. So part of the get over it process, it's growing and living in grace towards our spouse or our children or whomever we're dealing with. And this is a mindset. That as we journey with God, as we live in surrender to the Lord, He grows us. I think He's overgrowing us in grace. So I also, in the midst of this, I just want to share one of my character flaws. So when I'm stressed out as a type 7, I become like a stressed out, really bossy type 1. And so in the garage, this was before I was mad at Shannon, but earlier that day I was talking about something and, you know, kind of being the a command like, hey, we need to do this and this and this. And he was like, hey, can you please use a less tense voice? Just like use your normal voice. And I was like, sorry about that. I reined it down a little bit. And just, you know, recognizing we're all still growing. He has a grace with me and accepts me and I want to have grace with him. I want to accept him as he is. So we're all growing and we can help each other on the journey and by offering grace to one another. The next thing is just moving on. And as I tried to give language, like, okay, what does that look like? It's a conscious choice to move on. And for me, it looked like releasing my frustration, my anger, my irritation. And moving on looks like letting go of offense. Intentionally letting go of offense. And I would say it's more of a cognitive um, process necessarily than an emotional, I feel like letting go of this. It's choosing to let go of the offense. And I remember that day thinking, this isn't worthy of ruining our day. It's not worthy of me staying angry. I don't want to be ruled by my emotions. I certainly don't want our marriage to be ruled by our emotions. So learning to bounce back after an angry moment and restore connection, it is such a beautiful skill to grow in. Moving on means I intentionally put my emotional walls down also means there's no silent treatment. There's no punishing my spouse or child. There's no bitter vibe coming from this girl. Putting my walls down, I'm releasing this offense. I'm releasing my anger and my frustration. So putting those emotional walls down, what does that look like? That means my heart is open. So it is consciously reopening my heart to him. 
for me, I remind myself, we are on the same team. I chose Shannon. I choose Shannon with all of his flaws, his hangups, and his blind spots. I choose him. And really, that's what love looks like. And once we do that, once we put those walls down, once we choose to accept our spouse or child or whatever it is, it feels so good once you get over yourself. Once I got over my fleshly attitude, it feels good to put on Jesus. So sometimes we need to process and have really difficult conversations. But sometimes, like today, what we're talking about, we need to just get over it and move on. All the time, we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and put on the divine love of Jesus. So remember, you don't have to talk about it or process and deal with every single issue or frustration you have with your spouse or your child. Sometimes you just need to get over it. Forgive, move on, and bless. So in closing, just real succinctly, my process of getting over it the other day, it looked like feeling and dealing with my anger and my emotions head on. Not stuffing or denying. Choosing to be honest. Be honest with yourself and with God. Create space if you need to get away from your spouse or your child for a moment. Do that. Go to the bathroom if you have to. But if you need to have an internal rant as you create that space to express it, do so. Release your thoughts, your anger, your emotions as you protect your relationship. I think so many times marriages and even families get in trouble because we'll have this rant but we do it to that child or to the spouse and that's so damaging and most of the time it's over something that really really doesn't matter even though i was so mad the other day that issue it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things if you need an internal rant other ways you can do this by you can think it through you can journal it you can talk out loud you can talk just in your heart to god to process it but releasing whatever thoughts and emotions are there i think at least for me is a huge part of my process of getting over it so i'm not just stuffing does that make sense i hope that makes sense okay the next one i did is just you invite god close You don't need to wait. Friend, don't wait until your heart is right to invite God near. He is the one who's going to help set your heart right. So invite him near in the midst of all your ugly, in the midst of all your anger. Submit your emotions to him. Next, forgive. Forgive as Christ forgave you, which is just extravagant forgiveness. It's undeserved forgiveness. So whatever you're angry about, forgive next accept your spouse or your child whomever it is accept them as they are and offer grace acceptance for their weaknesses and blind spots and then lastly the move on and the move on involves intentionally letting any emotional walls down and opening your heart back up back towards connection So this isn't like a cheesy step-by-step get over it, (laughs) but I just wanted to give language to what it looks like for me and my husband. We processed this together, and this was kind of a little list that we came up with that we kind of both, I guess, do 
Um, not that we're like step one, step two, step three, but it's just like that's what we've grown to do in our relationship with one another. So I wanted to share it and give language to my process, his process. So maybe it will help you. I hope it inspires you when you're really angry with your spouse or your child to realize in some of those times, oof, this is one of those times I just need to move on and get over it. The main thing is to stay relational and stay connected to Jesus in those super messy moments. Invite him close. He will help you navigate through your anger. He will help and give you the courage if this is something you actually need to address with your spouse or if you just need to get over it. Because sometimes we do need to just get over it. He's a genius and he delights to partner with us in all the messy moments of marriage and family life. So friend, I hope this episode was helpful and practical. And if it was for you, I'm just going to ask, would you please share this episode on your social media and go and rate the podcast, give it a review. I really want to equip people to live out the reality of the kingdom of God in their daily lives with their spouse, with their kids and their family. So if you like this podcast, please share it so others can listen and benefit from the message. And I hope they can find the hope and encouragement that they need to face these struggles that we all encounter. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. Remember that I'm rooting for you, and more importantly, God is rooting for you. Let's intentionally partner with Him minute by minute in the good times and in the really messy rough ones too. We can live from His nearness. Love you, my friend. Until next time. Friend, I'm so glad you joined me for today's show. If you need help navigating through your emotions, relationships, past trauma, or just getting that breakthrough, you can find me online at connectcoach.co. I offer in-person and virtual sessions, so check it out. I'd be honored to partner with you. I'm so glad we're on the journey together.